Hello, and welcome back to Thoughts About Star Wars. And in today's episode, we are going to be discussing the treatment for the original Episode 9 titled Duel of Fates by Colin Tre- by Colin Trevorrow and Derek Connolly. So this was the original script for the Episode 9 of Star Wars. And I thought since we did a Light Side, Dark Side with the sequel trilogy, we might as well do a very special Light Side, Dark Side for the original screenplay for Episode 9, titled Duel of Fates. So the crawl would go something like this. The iron grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, Supreme Leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a new path to freedom. So it seems like the vibe of the original Episode Nine would be vastly different from... Uh, Rise of Skywalker that we got it seems to have an emphasis on Leia and makes no mention of Palpatine I haven't really read this yet all the way through so it'll be interesting and uh, I'm going to lay out my favorite parts with the light side and then the dark side at the end where parts I don't like and I'm glad they didn't do so first thing for the light side I really like how it was supposed to start with a kind of heist going on with Finn Poe and Rose uh, with BB-8 and Rose has been undercover and they're trying to take out the uh, First Order from inside which is you know a very it seems like a very Star Wars thing to do just kind of it's more of a cloak and dagger thing which I really like here and uh, they're laying they're, he's laying heavier into the um, espionage part and stuff like that as opposed to what J.J. Abrams did is rely solely on Ray. So I know Ray's time is coming in this, but um, as of right now, I really like what they're doing here with establishing it's been a little time since The Last Jedi. Ray has been trained and grown a little. Uh, she has a double-bladed lightsaber, which you know, here or there, I, I like that really only Maul has a double-bladed lightsaber. There's the Inquisitors, I know, but, you know, there's something about Maul in Phantom Menace having that double-bladed lightsaber where he's like, okay, th- he seems like the type of person to have a double-bladed lightsaber. So, um, I like that Ray is given something different. It's unique. Um, she makes the lightsaber out of uh, parts from Anakin Skywalker's after uh, the lightsaber was destroyed in The Last Jedi. So I like that she's kind of making her own of a damaged product here. And then just continuing on with these characters, Rey makes her appearance and helps them um, get out of the Star Destroyer here. And they seem to have added a lot of back and forth between Poe and Rey. We saw a little bit of that with The Rise of Skywalker, but there's more so here and there's... It seems like it's a very uh, flirtatious back and forth. I mean, they're still talking about the rebellion and whatnot, but I don't know. It seems like there's more 
there. I think they were trying to do a uh, three-way like love triangle thing between uh, Finn and Rey and Poe and Rey, much like they did with the original trilogy with Leia and Luke before we knew they were brother and sister, and Han and Leia. So I don't mind that. I like to see them interact more because they really didn't interact much throughout the entire sequel trilogy. They didn't even meet until The Last Jedi, so that seems strange. Probably because Poe was supposed to die in The Force Awakens, but, I mean, they, they seem to add, be adding more here, which is nice to see. So, also what they're doing is they're adding a lot more Knights of Ren, which is awesome. They were kind of forgotten about after The Force Awakens, and that's probably the, one of the more disappointing things about The Last Jedi. So... Just having the Knights of Ren be a villain of some sort, and actually their names are said in it. Um, so that makes it a lot more beneficial to have them incorporated into this screenplay. Um, another thing I really liked is the Kylo Ren and Luke um, uh, interactions here, because you don't really get to see that apart from the end of The Last Jedi. And he even says, if you strike me down, I'm going to stick with you. And he sticks with him, and he just kind of torments him and makes him feel guilty and tries to bring him back to the light, and he can't do it. So the Kylo Ren-Luke scenes, I wish we had some of that in Rise of Skywalker. It would have been um, nice to see those two and their dynamic with each other. Um, and then making Palpatine into a hologram, I feel like would have been a really, really good mislead for the trailers because you could hear Palpatine's laugh in the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and everyone's wondering, how did Palpatine come back? Well, somehow, he came back somehow. In this one, I think it would have been nice just to see Palpatine as a hologram, a nice little callback. Not too much, just, you know, not an overarching figure. Um, I think that would have been a nice touch there. Um, something incorporated from the Clone Wars, which I still haven't seen, so don't judge me, uh, is Mortis, and everything takes place on Mortis, basically. The, the, last, the last scene here, the last act between um, Kylo Ren and Rey. And Mortis, if you don't know what it is, it's like there's a father, daughter, and son, and they each kind of embodied a different part of the Force. And that was really kind of the first inkling, I think. I, I'm probably wrong here on the Clone Wars. But where Anakin was going to fall to the dark side. So, um, has a lot there. It's a very rich history and planet. I don't, I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to pretend I do, but I just know the basics. And just adding that, that would have been the first real major thing they incorporated from the Clone Wars into the mainstream movies, which, you know, would have been fine. I would have had to go back and watch it and figure out what Mortis was, but I think they do a good job of explaining it, that that's the well of the living force, basically. So Kylo Ren is going there to uh, become more powerful than Vader was, and Luke having knowledge of it gives it more credibility. Uh, if Luke was like, oh, I don't know what Mortis is, then it would be hard to explain and be excited about what Mortis was. So um, it shows that Luke has gained knowledge through his years after Return of the Jedi and... I, I don't know. I think Mortis would have been cool to explore. Um, again, I haven't seen the entire arc. I think it might be like a three-episode arc or something on Clone Wars. But 
it would have been nice to see kind of an ancient thing here. I, I like all the ancient stuff. I like the old Republic. I like, um, you know, all the prequels. The High Republic is kind of stepping into that area that I really like, but just seeing something ancient would have been cool here. And I do like we get to see more of Luke and Rey. Luke is actually teaching Rey. Um, I like in Rise of Skywalker that Leia kind of took over because Luke had died, but overall I like seeing Luke here teaching her and, and kind of explaining things the way Obi-Wan explained things to her. Uh, even says at one point in the script that Luke sits next to her much like Obi-Wan sat next to him. So it's, that would have been a nice mirroring of things. I like, I like when things are mirrored and symmetrical and whatnot. But it seems to be more of a combination between Luke and Leia. Leia seems to understand that there's a balance of the Force here as opposed to just Luke saying it has to be this way. Um, and even Leia said um, something about the Jedi rules that, oh, what, an old man created it, so you have to follow it? No. It's, you know, it's kind of ebbs and flows here, and that's why I like seeing them kind of teach lay uh teach ray in their own ways here and skipping past all the jedi stuff we'll get back to that um they really expand on general hux more which i like um i said in my light side dark side for the rise of skywalker that i didn't really care for hux i like his arc here because it shows that he wants to be a jedi so badly he wants to be a sith he wants to be a jedi he wants to have power he wants to be special and he's not. He has an old lightsaber that he found. Um, he has these old coins, and he tries to move them using the Force, you know, like we all did after we saw Star Wars for the first time. So seeing his jealousy towards Kylo Ren really shows why he doesn't like Kylo Ren. In the actual movies, they just kind of say, oh, Hux doesn't like him. They don't, they don't get along. And that's it. So I would have really liked to see... Um, Hux having a little more character development here because it makes me like him a bit more as a character um, as opposed to being like, I don't like you just because I don't. It, it doesn't make sense. So these little details that I'm getting from this alternate story are, are really enlightening to me and I kind of like a lot of them. Um, they kept Poe's smuggling past into the screenplay, which I like. It It shows that you have to take part in kind of the bad in order to do good. So, you know, being a spice runner, you know that's not the greatest profession, but he uses it to help the resistance. So the ends kind of justify the means here, really Machiavellian, which is nice. I really like that. And then we got Coruscant back. I, why haven't we gone back to Coruscant since the prequels? It was the the main Jedi temple, I think. It was where the government was held. I don't know why we didn't go back to Coruscant. It makes no sense to me. It wasn't blown up. It looked like it was blown up in The Force Awakens, but that was a different planet. So I really think they should have gone back to Coruscant. That would have been fantastic here. Uh, we got some Luke and Leia moments where they're actually talking as opposed to just at the end, like The Last Jedi. Um... I think this script was written in 2016, meaning it was before Carrie Fisher died. So they probably had to scrap some of that stuff um, when they were kind of making Rise of Skywalker here, which is disappointing, but 
you know, they had to do what they had to do. You can't really complain about that. Um, you had to kind of pick up the pieces after Carrie Fisher, unfortunately, passed away here. But I do like that they gave Leia a message calling out to every everyone who is willing to help the Resistance to come and fight. And it shows all the different planets. I think, like, Endor, Tatooine, like, all the planets we've seen before. You definitely... That, that would have sent chills down my spine to see all of that stuff. Um, and let's see. They upped Finn's importance a lot. Same with Rose. They did a lot more here with those two characters. They actually gave them things to do. I mean, I feel like they just stuck Finn with Rey and Poe during Rise of Skywalker and didn't really expand on his character much. And we all know what happened with Rose. So just seeing them have more screen time and more depth, uh, I really like that as well. Um, let's see. So Kylo Ren, this is a spoiler if you haven't read the Duel of Fate script. Kylo Ren kills Rey's parents in the script. And I don't hate that. It's fine. Um, I guess it makes more sense than this Ochi guy killing his her parents because we never really see Ochi on on film so it would have been a lot nicer to see Kylo Ren actually you know doing the deed here um and then at the end the final battle so they're having a duel on Mortis and Kylo Ren has gotten this new mask and he's gotten a little more powerful uh through his interactions with Tor Valum which I'll get to here and he is able to defeat Rey by blinding her with his lightsaber. And Rey kind of gives up. She feels defeated. And then it's not the Jedi that she's never met before that start encouraging her. It's all her friends. It's Leia. It's Luke. It's Finn. Rose. Poe. And I feel like that's more... That That's... That's a better way to do that than the Jedi of the past that she's never met. So while I loved the scene with, you know, the Mace Windu voiceover, uh, Kanan Jarrus, the um, Luke and Obi-Wan and Yoda and all these different Jedi, a lot of them have no significance towards her. So the fact that it's her friends encouraging her to move along and continue fighting that is a lot better for me plot-wise than these random Jedi that she's never met before. Um, and she defeats Kylo Ren. They, um, they have their last duel. And while he's draining her life force, she reaches out and asks for his hand, which has been an ongoing theme throughout the sequel trilogy. And through that, Leia speaks to him and says, Ben, come back. And he grabs Ray's hand, and the life force goes from him to Ray. And from that, Kylo Ren dies. Uh, ben Solo dies. He becomes Ben Solo, and he is, he is returned to being a Jedi. He's no longer on the dark side. And afterwards, Ray goes into this... Um, kind of, I don't want to say world beyond worlds because it has a different meaning in Star Wars, but it's kind of this uh, different, different plane of existence. And she's encountered by three people. One is Luke, who she knows. The other is Yoda. And then the last is Obi-Wan. And I, 
I don't know who was going to do Obi-Wan. I don't know if they were going to do like a deep fake of Alec Guinness or if they were just going to have Ewan McGregor do it. But I think I would have lost my mind seeing those three together again. For Really, for the first time in their own, like, when they're on, they're on the same spiritual plane. So seeing those three together, I would have absolutely loved it. And Obi-Wan has a... Um, has a moment with Rey and says she will not be the last Jedi, which I, I love I love Obi-Wan so much. I'm so excited for this show. So just seeing him and having him come back would have been really nice. Um, and then Rey kind of disappears, goes off on her own a little bit. She chooses to stay with the living and help the, the galaxy. And then it cuts to Finn, who is telling a story to all of these younglings between six and 11 years old, it says, and they are force sensitive. And then off in the distance, they see a figure walking towards them and it's Rey. And she's there to train the next generation of Jedi, which I thought that's how it should be from the get go. I've said it before. Rey needs to train the last or the next uh, Jedi. So those are the light side topics. Now here we go for the dark side topics. And there's not very many here, which I'm actually surprised about. Um, there's a scene in there where it's an execution, and it seems really dark. I know Star Wars has had some dark parts before, but this one was like a guillotine, and uh, Biskova, I think his name was, her name, um, its name. It was an alien, uh, part of the Resistance, and they execute him in Coruscant. So, I don't know, I just, eh, it seems unnecessarily dark to me, which is fine, whatever. Uh, my biggest issue here is um, with the Palpatine hologram, he tells Kylo Ren to go find Tor Valum to learn ways of the Force. Why Tor Valum? Like, who is that? Why make up a character? Why not just have it be Darth Plagueis? And I know that it's because Darth Sidious supposedly killed Darth Plagueis, but if he is so powerful with the Force and can avoid death, why didn't they just have him avoid death and be in hiding or something? Um, that would have made more sense to me. Um, I'm not getting what this Tor Valum guy is. It seems like he was the master to Darth Plagueis and taught him the ways of, the, of stealing life force. But it, I just didn't like it. I, you know, choose Darth Plagueis because that's what everyone wanted here. Um, and what... In one part, they give him more scars. There's, like, lightning that comes up from the hologram of the Emperor and gives him purple scars and completely destroys his face. And from that, he gets a new, quote-unquote, scarier mask. I don't know why we needed a new scarier mask since we already have a pretty decent mask for him, I think. So I really like his mask. We don't need anything else. Um, he could have just kept that same one. And I guess they kind of kept that in The Rise of Skywalker. They gave him his mask, but he had the red veins going through it. So very similar to what they wanted to do in Duel of Fates. Um, and then they have a Force Vision kind of, same thing with Luke uh, on Dagobah, where it's Kylo Ren versus Vader. I don't like that at all. You're just rehashing it at that point. You can have him interact with Vader. That would have been fine. Uh, but I don't like a duel. It doesn't make sense. They're both bad so I don't maybe just to say he's stronger than Vader I don't know I just didn't care for that scene um, and throughout the entire thing they didn't give Finn a lightsaber 
Um, he had, it was a whole thing with kyber crystals and whatnot. Um, just give him a lightsaber. He had a kyber crystal in his hand. He's force sensitive. I, well, I guess not in this version. So I guess I'm confusing myself here. But still, Finn with a lightsaber, I would like to see that. Um, and let's see. There was a part where we thought R2 was going to be dead. That would have devastated me to no end, but he survives good because he's the real hero of the saga. And last but not least here, before Ben Solo dies, he tells Rey her last name, which is Solana. I'm not upset with, with the last name. It's fine. She's still nobody. That's cool. Like, I, I really like that. It shows anyone can be a hero. But I, I just like the fact that she's just Rey. I've already said in a past episode that I consider her a Skywalker solely because of, you know, whole adoption stuff. Um, I don't consider her Palpatine. I consider her Rey. She's Rey. Rey Skywalker doesn't sound right to me at all. Um, but again, I understand why she goes by Rey Skywalker because it's an adoption thing. She felt her family was Luke and Leia. But I just liked Ray better. Same thing with Solana. Ray Solana is fine. It's a good name, but like I just like her as Ray. You say Ray to any Star Wars fan, you know who you're talking about. It's she's kind of like got a LeBron level going on. You you know who she is. So, um, yeah, that's my review for Duel of Fates, the original Episode Nine script, and you know my overall review of it is I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. It would have been a pretty decent movie to watch, I feel. Um, and again, I've said it before, I don't ask for much with movies as long as you're entertaining me. And I was, I was fairly entertained while reading the script, so I think I would have been entertained with the movie as well. Um, but, And I know I have some dark side moments, and I want to make it very clear, there's no way I have the talent to write a script at all. So Colin Trevorrow and David Connolly, I want to say, I think I just got your name wrong again. Um, they did a phenomenal job writing a script that I could never, ever, ever do. So when I say it's a dark side, it's, it's still way better than anything I could write. So um, I just wanted to disclaim that um, they're, they're both very talented people. So, But anyway, these are my thoughts about Star Wars, and thanks for tuning in.